Welcome to Podquesters! Hey! Look at all you crazy people! The show where we drive hours just to make fools of ourselves in front of strangers! That's you guys! I am your host, Andy Bishop, but I am obviously the least important person at the table. Uh, to my right is my wonderful wife, Sarah Bishop. Are you going to introduce your Fine. character? Okay, I guess we're going to do it that way. I've already screwed up. Uh, I play a tiefling rogue named Heath DeVille, and I love to monologue. I play John Smith, a female halfling druid, and my favorite weapon is a longsword as tall as I am. Uh, at the other end of the table, we have David Budazeski, who plays Seraph play Rayfield. Who is an ASMR cleric and uh, of the lights. And it's currently, um... Talk yeah. up, David! I'm trying to talk You're up. a loud person! I am Be a loud! loud. Okay, I'm an ASMR cleric of the light. These people paid zero dollars to see us! <laughs> That's Look, true. it's Beta Ray Bill! Hi, Beta Ray Bill! <laughs> and at the center of our world, our DM, our deity, our god, Chet Moriades! Hello, everyone! The person who pisses us off the most! You piss me off just as much. Well, you know, I try. So, without further ado, who wants to watch us play some D&D? Alright! Too bad, I'm gonna do some housekeeping! <laughs> Let's do this. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a little background story as to where we're starting today's adventure. You guys are just making your way back from Phandalin, uh, to Phandalin from Thundertree. Um, you guys have stopped off at an inn for the night. Can, can you hear me? Barely. Okay. <laughs> we, so, oh, we need more volume. Be loud, chat. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, you guys are making your way back from Thundertree to Phandalin, and you guys are stopping off the inn for the night. The two of you are able to stay inside the inn, both Heath and Seraph can stay inside because you don't have any kind of pets with you. Like John does. John, you want to say a reason why you may not be able to come into the inn like a normal person? I have a dog named Chewy after Chewbacca, and he's not allowed in inns, apparently. That's offensive. That's Peter Mayhew's actually here. That specific inn. Oh, is he? Yes, he's at the con. <laughs> well, go see him. Why are you hanging around us for? I don't know. Okay, so fantastic. You guys are all staying, you're staying in the stable with yes. your, your beautiful servant dog, Chewy. He's not a servant, he's my friend. Okay, whatever, friend, servant, dog, Chewy. Um, and you guys are staying in the uh, hotel inn. You guys all fall asleep, um, and as you start to dream off into this, uh, your eyes shut and everything like that for the night, you, Heath, wake up in almost like a panic state. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly like that. Um, Is that how I wake up? You don't, well, okay, so you wake up and you think you're awake, but you're actually in this dream and you're in entangled in this like black slime. And, oh, God! Yeah, you're kind of completely like hoisted in the air. You're in like this black abyss and uh, you're completely entrapped. What do you do? I think about how I should have went to technical college instead of adventuring. Yeah, it, why not? Why is that? Because you can't do either. <laughs> because it's, I'm stuck in play. I, I struggle. I, I struggle. I'm trying to get free. All right. Well, as you continue to struggle, and this like slime is all over you, and everything like that, everything starts to tighten and pull you ah! a little bit more and more. Um, 
and that's clearly not working. You're not getting out of it at all. Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna take a rest and break and try to think for a second. You don't think very often. I don't. I'm not very intelligent. Okay, fine. So as you begin to start using your brain instead of brawn for once, you actually kind of feel the grip of the slime starting to loosen. Um, as you're becoming more and more calm, you actually fall down to the ground um, in this black abyss and you get completely released from the black slime. Okay. As you are finally now released, you look up and look who's staring at you kind of laughing, both John and Seraph, because they didn't have to deal with any of that crap. Wait a minute. You guys didn't get slimed? No. That never really happens to me here. This is baloney. <laughs> the heck? Something must not like you. Well, clearly. Okay. It's probably your fault. It might be, spoiler alert, your fault, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so as you guys are now all in the same area, we've uh, reconvened together. Um, this older kind of woman, short, four foot five, uh, completely cloaked, um, comes out off the distance towards you. Um, and as she makes her way, slowly like walking across with her cane, um, she doesn't greet you or say anything, but do you do anything or like, are you, obviously you're confused. I don't, you don't even have to tell me that. I know you are. Is she coming to all of us or just Heath? It, she's not like beelining for anybody. She's just kind of coming towards your direction. I wave. You wave at I her? I wave. Uh, she goes, as she's like walking closer and closer to you with her cane, she doesn't seem phased by your halfling wave. I start waving harder. Uh, okay, as you wave harder, <laughs> she lifts her cane in the air. She says, damn kids, get off my porch. <laughs> <laughs> continues to walk closer to you. I give her a dirty look. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I do you want to try and say anything else, maybe, yeah, or like I want to saunter over this lady and go, "Hey, lady, what's the deal with the slime?" Um, huh? She goes, "Your other two compa uh, compatriots didn't have such a problem." Maybe you're the one inside who is a problem with yourself. What kind of hotel are you running here? Hotel? I don't know of this word. What is a hotel? Is this like some kind of Inception hotel? No, it's not an Inception hotel. Okay. <laughs> All um, right. So, do I do I know who this person is? No. It looks like uh, I mean, you could try and roll like a history check to see if you know who she might be or understand who she is. All right. But off of nothing, you would see that she's just an old, decrepit lady with a cane and a big nose. Okay, so I want to roll a history. Go ahead, roll a history. Let me see if you, if you know anything else. What'd you get? Um, well, with my modifier, it's a six. Speak up, I can't hear you. What'd you with get? With a modifier, it's a six. Oh, that's a horrible roll. That's a, no, that's a seven. But I have a, I have a negative one on, in his, on history. So <laughs> with my modifier, dumb. it's a six. Okay, so you definitely don't know anything about this person. Does anyone else want to roll like a history check Five. to possibly know? I, I got will... nine. You got a nine? Nine. You also know nothing of this old woman. I will roll my level up dice. Are they here? No, they're not, but I'm plugging them anyways. All right, I got a 17 plus zero. Nice, good, good addition. So you got a 17. So you notice, you don't seem to know anything more about this woman, but you do notice that her cane is actually like inscribed uh, with some like rune markings. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Can I read it? Yeah, I would say that you're, you're able to like pick up enough 
that she's close to you now. Do I need um, to roll the ro the roll to read the cane? I'm gonna say with that high of a history check, you you actually understand like the runes written in it, and you can read it clearly. Um, and you would see that it says, um, "Past is forward, and forward is gone. Light protects the weak and the strong." And like you, you are literally reading that. You're not saying that out loud, or I'm not saying that out loud. That's something you can read. Your cane makes no sense. <laughs> um, and neither does your sword, <laughs> Mr. Stab. You should plug that in. So I have a, I have a rapier named Mr. Stab. Oh, it's a scimitar. It's a scimitar. You've Sorry. already messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody gives me crap because scimitars are slashing weapons not and not stabbing, stabbing weapons. weapons. But the internet, Twitter named it. All right, whatever. So your stupid sword is just as stupid as my runes. Um, so she looks over to you, since you're clearly able to understand a little bit more of this old woman, yeah. you have had more of a problem than not. Um, she extends her old hand to you and says, I've been watching all three of you. Um, watching with Herber. She's an old lady, man. All right, she's got nothing better to hey, do. Okay, this is true. <laughs> um, she's people watching. Watching, watching, watching. Always watching. You three uh, have been striving towards a goal, a great goal at that. Uh, one you yet do not see, and serpentining back and forth and straying away from your true path. That's that's our business, lady. What's your deal? So you're just watching people. You're being a creep. Um, she's going to kind of get tired of your lack of intelligence, to, for <laughs> lack of a better word, uh, and look over to you, Seraph, and say, "This is why your journey has been sundered down and weighed because you bring upon fools like this." I was brought to them. And yet you decided to stay. Well, they're the ones who joined me on this journey. What am I supposed to do? Well, she's going to um, exclaim to you that you've now put this forth as your quest. You have to take it forth and lead the rest and unwillingly intelligent people along with you to your end goal. Hey, I got my GED. Your GED? Yeah, my goblin... Education degree. Yeah, Goblin's intellectual score is like two. Goblins are known for their intelligence. Well, yes. you know what? I, at least I graduated, Mom! All right, fine. So she speaks to you and says, I give you these challenges, these trials to prove your worthiness. You say that these people have been brought to you and you're supposed to lead them. Well, I'll show you that they're not worthy. Um, she extends her hand forward to Heath and John in particular and says, if speed and haste is what you need, learn to snatch this pebble from me. And she goes and extends... I snatch the pebble! You're just gonna take it like right that? She's not, you're not gonna say anything? You're just... I'm just gonna snatch the pebble! Alright, fine. Roll, learned my roll, roll a deck save to see how quickly you can snatch this thing. Open my book. Are you, are you seeing what bonus you get with this? Yeah. Oh, okay. 14 plus my uh, deck save is 5, 
Five. 19. 19. Give me that pebble. Okay, fine. With a 19, you're able to snatch this right out of her hand. That's right. And I'm the grasshopper now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, you're the grasshopper now. Yeah. She, <laughs> she looks at you and says, that was supposed to be far more difficult. You've proven one test to be worthy, yet two more still stand in your way. Just throwing it up in the air. <laughs> uh, so you've stolen the pebble and proven your speed, young rogue. Um, behind me, a wall so wise, so difficult it may stump you guys. Um, Is she speaking in rhymes on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> that was a rhyme on purpose, yes. Okay. But, but you're, you're terrible. You're, you're a terrible poet. I'm not Edgar I Allan Poe, okay? Know it. <laughs> nice. That was, was that a rhyme? <laughs> uh, she recants back, I'm no famous poet. This is how I be. Um, <laughs> we can't all be winners. Just you will see. There we go! So take a chance and claim your prize if you need not fear your utter demise. The hole is too small for both of you to try and there's this wall. Okay, so she speaks in all these rhymes. You guys compliment your yes. rhymes and argue about it. I a wall no rises up from behind on. her and inside inside this wall is but like a small porthole. I, I want to I try to put my hand in it. What's uh, you realize your big meaty hand doesn't fit inside this hole. Why are we trying to stick our hands in the hole? There's a hole in the wall. Wait, no, we're trying to go through the hole. Well. There's a wall blocking your path. You don't see any way I around it. I can't spider climb. What? No, the wall is infinitely tall. I... You can't <laughs> climb up it. The, the, okay, I will describe the hole itself. Is it infinitely is, long? Yes. You cannot get around it. Uh... It's, <laughs> stop trying to get around my puzzles. Uh, <laughs> there's a small hole in it. Focus on the hole. Okay. His big old hand doesn't fall through it. Stay it's too big. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I can't shake him. Okay, how high is You're the hole? You're tiny, aren't you? How high is the hole? It's two and a half feet off the okay, ground. Okay, I stick my hand in the hole. Good, you noticed that your hand could fit. <laughs> um, okay, so as uh, you go and reach your hand in, um, your, your hand is kind of reaching into like a cold, dark, like black wall. Like, made of like cobblestone or something like that. Okay. Um, make a strength check for me. As you start to put your hand deeper and deeper into the wall, you notice it getting like harder and harder to kind of like move deeper in. Nine. You rolled a nine? Yeah. Is that with a modifier? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a tiny little halfling, leave me alone. Okay, fine. So as you start to put your hand deeper and deeper inside this hole, you feel like a piece of parchment paper or, or like uh, kind of like a note or like a map, right? Okay. On the far end. You grab it, and as you start to pull your arm out, your weak strength is not strong enough to pull your arm out. So you're now so attached like to this wall. Perms, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's basically like completely arms deep in this wall. Heath, pull me loose. Roll right. a strength check. All right. <laughs> Try and pull your halfling friend out of the wall. Eight plus two, ten. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm. Are you for real? You got a taste? And and we're like pulling, and then I look over. I look Sarah, over Sarah, like Sarah, Sarah, pull me. Why pull her? 
What'd you get? 19. Beautiful. So Seraph is able to come over and like bear hug the both of you <laughs> and pull you out of the wall. Um, and is she still holding on to whatever it was? Yeah, yeah. She's still okay. holding on to okay. the parchment. Um, and you can open this parchment up and you see three riddles on this piece of paper. Okay. Can she read them? What language are they in? Do I speak it? Uh, yes. I will say you can read it. It's in... You're a dwarf, right? No. no. Half elf? Half, no. Half, half ling? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Let's say it's written in... Um, Halfling? No, I don't want to make it... Yeah, okay. Half... Is what? That's the halfling language. Is it for real? Yes. Okay, fine. You can write it. Yeah, it's written in halfling. So tiefling doesn't understand, and you don't understand. No, oh, I boy. don't. Good thing that you reached your hand into it. Um, <laughs> so you see these three riddles. The first riddle. It's kind of weird that the person whose size would fit into the hole is the language the paper's written on. I look at the lady, and I'm like, methinks this is a trap. And she raises her cane that? and faster than you can see, bops you on the wow. head uh, and says, silence, Tiefling. Does Answer my damage? question three. What? Does he take damage? <laughs> Why? Yes, he takes damage. How much? You take five damage. <laughs> uh, um, Thanks a lot, Sarah. <laughs> so you now have this like really quick welt forming on top of your head. And it's like kind of got some blood gushing out of it. I mean, five damage is, is it good like comically large, like a big old bulbous? Bank. Well, that's clearly the direction we're going here. So yeah, right. it's comically large. Okay. How about that? Okay. Anyway, on the riddles, you may want to write this down. I'll only say it once. The first riddle: This five-letter word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it. Because I'm only telling you once. Make sure you have it right. Five-letter word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it. Yep. You got that one? Yeah. Okay, let me read you the second one. Well, no, wait, do we, well, should we, we answer it first? first? Well, no, like, no, no, I want her to write all three riddles down and, and then as a group, you guys can hopefully all figure them out. So the second riddle. Okay. When you need me, you throw me away. But when you're done with me, you bring me back. What am I? Okay. Third one. Ready? Insurance? Shut up. That's yeah. actually pretty funny and incorrect. <laughs> uh, ready? Yeah. yeah. Good. Many have heard me, but no one has seen me. And I will not speak back until spoken to. What am I? I think I know that one. Well? Echo? What do you guys say? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you guys have to collectively come on and answer. I didn't finish so, writing it down, so if it's not... You didn't write it down? Or... Did you write it down? <laughs> well, Most yeah, of you it. Read it kind of. I, did, I did the okay. Cliff version of all these. Okay, fine. I'm just going to say yes, because I, I, I have... You have uh, no better what answer? What happens if we're wrong? Yeah. Wouldn't you like to know? Wait until you see. What, what You agree on her? She's saying an I, echo. I agree on an echo, yeah. All right. Okay, fine. So you guys go over there and say, an echo. And she goes to hit you on the top of the head and, <laughs> and pulls her cane back and says, Don't do that! Correct. One of three, you have answered correctly. Okay. So what about one or two? So the first one, I believe, is just going to be short. What? I'm not saying that in terms of your height. It's just... No, 
is true. So, read the question again. This five-letter word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it. And short's five letters, and you add E-R, and it's shorter. Come on. Seriously? I think it's short. <laughs> she looks over and then glances away and says, I didn't have a lot of time to think of these. <laughs> wow. All so right. That's the that's second one, meta, actually. And then... Back to number two. Number, number two. So, when you need me, you throw me away. Uh-huh. Maybe the crowd can help us with this one. When you need me, you throw me away, and when you're done with me... You bring me you back. You bring me back. Anybody out there? This is going to be a terrible show if we don't answer this question. <laughs> All I can think of is boomerang, but yeah. you never I'll need give, a boomerang. I'll give the audience a hint because I like them far more than you. Right. If anyone has ever been on a boat, yes, there's boats in my fantasy on world. On a boat, Throw you may away. use this. Anchor. What? An anchor. Is it an anchor? Is it you're a lucky she came to the show because you're <laughs> all alive. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I'm dumb. All right. Um, Was it right, lady? So, yes. Okay. That is correct. What's your name? <laughs> wow. You always, give us, you always give us crap for not asking people's names. What's your name? Dark Mystical Shadow. That's all you need to know. Okay, I like it. <laughs> I'm going to call you for short. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't think of it like an X name? So it could be like DMX? That'd be far more comical. Yeah, and then all I need is him to bust up in here and start beating me on the head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so as you answer these three questions correctly, um, the wall begins to rumble and slide down before you, and a room is revealed. Um, and she says to you, enter, enter, one to three, enter, enter, come find me. And as she says this, she disappears. Well, that's ominous. Yeah, you guys have this big, once again, smoky room kind of in front of you, no way out that you could see, um, and what do you do? You really don't have any clues. This woman says, come I find me. I got it. Okay. It, we use the clues from the riddle, right? Echo. So I just start yelling, hello. Where are you? Does anything echo back? You're an idiot. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Wow, this Echo really knows you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Great. I mean, do you like the? So, like, what is what is in this room? It's just blank walls, pretty much. There's no walls anymore. Uh, it's literally just like cloud fog, completely surrounding you. The floor is all in black fog. Um, it's very dimly lit. You could barely see, even with dark vision. Um, yeah. And uh, there's no one or thing in sight. So as we're in a room with nothing in it. Basically. <laughs> But clouds. But don't we have to enter something? She said, "Come find me." All right. In the well, clouds? I guess we walk into if, the clouds. What if? What if I use light on my? Uh, maze? Can I cast can produce I flame that? so I can see? So I think you're both saying the same thing and yep. not speaking loud enough to see. Can hear I each cast other. produce flame so I can see? And I'm going to use light. My okay. trip. Great. So the both of you are like the. I don't I'm know. I'm going to sit here. Adventure and do twins. Don't we have <laughs> dark vision. Well, yeah, but it, he no, said. No dark vision. You doesn't really see help too much. Oh. Yeah. It was. It was that. It was that dark. Yeah. So fine. You guys use produce light and produce flame or light, light. and produce flame, and you're able to now see. The cloud's more defined. Um, oh boy! As you do oh, this, however, however, since as you do this, you notice specifically 
um, Seraph, your mace, which is like emanating this white pure light, um, kind of disperses the clouds away from you. So as not only do you see them more, but it's like disintegrating them around it. So I start waving my mace around. Okay. So to clear the fog, as it. Do I Why do you just wave it in the air like you just don't care? That's what I'm doing. All, but I am caring. While Maybe I'm you should doing dance it. to try and find her while we're at. Not it. dancing. Right? Come on, get up and dance. That Please. is not going to happen. <laughs> um, okay. So as you do this, you start clearing the fog. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to be like walking and doing yeah, this. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm walking, um, just clearing our path. And as you start going through and walking down farther and farther and farther, you see the old woman like just kind of hovering with her legs crossed, like floating. Well, that's um, weird. Yeah, like a hundred, let's say a hundred feet in front of you. I found you! And then she, so she's like kind of looking down, she's got her, her cloak over her head, sitting like this, very, very monk-like. And you say, what was that? I found you! And she looks up and her eyes are glowing red. As, as this happens, she disappears one last time, and you hear like a very, very loud roar come from farther behind her, um, and then just... And there's this like ginormous red spiked, like head spiked creature, um, big wings, walking on all fours, coming towards you. Do I, do I know what it is? Roll a history check. Rolling well, history. history. <laughs> no, like, no, no. History, history, history. History. Oh. He said he wants to know what it is. Oh. What's my modifier? I got a one. I got. You have a, a negative five. A I six. A no, I got a. I got a two. I hit the table. Oh. Okay. You know shit. Nothing. I got six. Uh, Can I roll a nature check instead? Roll a nature check. I got an eight. You also know nothing. Twenty-one. Good job! You know this thing's ready to rip your face off. Oh, really? <laughs> big thing, big wing's gonna eat us! Wow, I would never have guessed that at Dungeons and Dragons! Yeah, so, because you wanted to jump the gun on it, roll initiative! Okay! Twenty! Nine! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. So, okay. Seraph, you got a what? I got a nine. Oh, per usual, single digit. Heath? Uh, I got a eighteen and... She got a 19. I got a 20. 20, I'm sorry. You got a 20, John? Yeah. Beautiful. John, you get to go first. How this thing is 50 feet away from you. How tall is this thing? Do I have like a tape measure on me? Yes, you have a magical tape measure wow. on you. Wow. And you're I... able to like wheel this thing out. And you're able to guesstimate based on the distance because you also somehow know the distance. You right. magical GED. tape measure. GED, Goblin Education here. That's right. Uh, you know this thing is 24 feet tall. What? Standing on all fours, so it's not even on its hind legs. 24 feet tall on all fours. Yes. Okay. Wow, that it's sounds It's far larger nice. than any of you. I'm going to cast Moonbeam. Moon <laughs> Moonbeam! Get that moonbeam. Okay. Where's the moonbeam? So find your, it. What's your range? 60 on that? 120 feet. What? Range 120 feet. Okay, okay, okay. It's if on the second turn I can move it 60 feet from where it was. So you have to target it and roll your DC, right? 16. 16. Yeah. Um. 
So your moonbeam comes down on the point in which you're commanding where this like giant four-legged creature is, uh -huh. but it doesn't seem to be phased by it, and it continues to like in its path towards you. Is okay, it well it still takes half, half damage. damage. Okay. He's still not phased. He's still fine. Hold on. Twelve plus eighteen is thirty, so fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, like I said, it doesn't seem to be phased by your fifteen damage. But it still takes 15 damage. As far as you know, sure. Because okay. you know your spells and you're like, ha ha, half damage, fool. <laughs> but you would expect this thing to kind of like sunder back like most enemies do. And it doesn't, basically it gives you the middle finger as it walks towards you. Right, That's right. Cool. Um, That's rude. I yell at it. Yeah. I, I it breathes fire There are as it children at this convention, I, Before monster. I end my turn, I step behind Heath. Okay. Good, good plan. He's protect me. Um, okay. So, uh, as you end your turn and step behind Heath, um, this like four-legged. So I'll, with the twenty-one, I don't know the name of this creature. Like the actual, like what it is, species-wise. Yeah. Um, you would assume that it's something along the lines of like. It's kind of like a big Komodo dragon. I mean, it's way bigger, like in size. Don't get bit, you'll die. Four-legged, has a tail, and but like more winged, and no Komodo dragon you've ever seen has six spikes on its head. And I would assume that that's partially the reason why you may or may not have. Whoa, what do we got here? Wow, wee! Woo! Okay, very good. Yes, you have the Thank clue. You. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, we have been uh, we've been uh, attacked uh, by uh, by King Arthur and his Thank court. Thank you. Woo! Thank you so much. Um, yes, we so definitely we, didn't plan that. Yeah, with the twenty-one, you would you would think you know this creature. However, okay. it, it's like some offshoot or off-breed. It's clearly not what you would expect. You would think it's like some sort of dragon, half dragon, something okay. along those lines. Okay. You've never seen it before. Okay. Why don't um, we just, yo, who cares? His name is Bilbo. Great. Bilbo what? the giant dragon Let's who doesn't care about Let's just give him Bilbo and get it over with. Cool, cool, um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So you end your turn. Yep. This thing is charging one step after another towards you. Um, it kind of flaps its wings one time and like leaps the remaining distance between itself currently and where you guys are uh -huh. lands clean in front of you and goes to swipe all three of you with its claw. Does it hit? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. So it's going after all of us? Yeah, all three. So I can have a reaction? You can. I can have a reaction too. All of you can react. I don't oh, have reactions. I use warning flare. Five, uh, mean, okay. Actually, it's going to go to swipe all three of you, even without your reactions. It's still, you used it, that's fine. Um, but it rolls a 13. So as it goes to swipe all three of you, you're able to kind of like jart out of we the like way. You're like Matrix back. Yeah, you're, not, you're not phased by this. Oh, what, wait, why? Because my armor class is 13, and that attack oh, really? goes to oh, the thing. Yeah. No! Uh, okay, so you two, reaction, good job. And I guess you used your reaction as well. Well, yeah. Um, so both of those paid off for you. So John, let's see how much damage you'll take. I'm gonna die. 1,000 points of damage. You take seven damage and you like move back from both John or both Sarah it's and It's funny because she was behind me. Yeah. Well, you yeah. were able to like, like dive out of the way. I just basically ran into the way and said, 
screw this <laughs> and let the lady get hit. Man, Psych. you take seven damage. I'm a jerk. Heath, it is your turn. All right, cool. Um, I'm a, so is the dragon like right on us? Right in front of you. John is 10 feet behind you. You and Seraph are both like to either side Sweet. of it. Sweet, you know what's gonna happen. Sneak attacks. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak attack on the dragon. A dragon comes with well, the kind of, knife. Sneak attack is what? like determined by proximity to another person. Well, you're yeah, you're next. Of course, right? Yeah, he is. You think like sneak attack? You go behind him? No. Well, whatever. Just let you're me have this small sneakily. victory in my life, please. It's because you have to be next to each other, attacking the same person, so right. the enemy would be focused on you, so, so he can sneak attack. All right. Oh. So I roll a d20 plus five. What happened? What'd you get? I rolled the one. Are you for real? I critical <laughs> fail. We're gonna make some fun with this one. Um, <laughs> so as you go to, to swing Mr. Stab, and right. not stab Mr. Stab, just so you're aware. Um, I didn't name him. You go, <laughs> you go to attack this giant beast, and as you swing at him, you notice that your sword doesn't seem to like come in contact with the creature and it phases right through it. And as you go and do that, you finish your strike and your sword is disappeared from your hand. No! Mr. Stab is gone. Run! Yeah. So again, this giant creature is completely unfazed. So much. Completely unfazed by your attack and basically looking at you like a fool because you did nothing to it. Oh, um, man. Do you want to end right. your turn, I'm assuming? Well, yeah, I end my turn. Seraph, your turn. Okay, I'm going to use Guiding Bolt. Okay, what does that do? Guiding Bolt is a flashlight that speaks for the creature of your choice within range, which is 120 feet. Okay, is it, what kind of an attack is it? Is it like a light attack or a... It is radiant damage. Radiant, beautiful, good job. So I have to roll an attack roll. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to use all three of them on there. Right? Okie doke. Right? Yes, I get three. Okay. Yes, you do. So, Wait, eight. No, 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 just no. roll, roll no. all three. That was, that was a d12. That was a d12. Learn ah. your dice. Wow, guy. 18. Okay, 18 is one. That's a hit. Five. That's a miss. 16. That's a hit. Okay, so two out of the three hits. So what's the damage for the two that hit? Uh, 4d6. 4d6, really? Per right. hit. Well, roll your 4d. Roll. You have a d6? I have somewhere on here. There's a Go d6. get them. They're like a regular die. Look at that. All right. One. One. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, Three, wait. You're four, on my team. Why am I laughing at you? Five, two. six. Five. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. So that's for both attacks? That's per it? hit. So eleven was on one attack. Hit. Yeah, that okay. was one attack. Hold on, hold on, hold on, All right. Don't shortchange me here. All right, okay. I gotcha. Okay, and now roll the damage for the other one. All right, four. Yep. That's better. Three, seven, four, 11, three, 14. 14. Man, you're good at math, man. <laughs> Seriously. I didn't teach us that at the Goblin Institute. Oh. Taught us how to okay. steal stuff. And you you, you graduated? Uh, I'm a thief, so yeah. What have you ever stolen? I stole the salt shaker. 
from the bar. Oh yeah, we remember? still have like that. the first episode. Yeah. Which no one has ever seen that first episode here. Well now they know! Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so as you complete your attack, you notice these like rays of light um, not only hit this creature, but like send it taking multiple steps back as if it's almost like caught on fire. Like this thing is really, really hurt by these two rays of light and it causes two magical like holes to phase through it on both parts of its stomach. Oh. Um, I think that's, that's a clue. A clue. Wink, wink, clue, clue. We found a clue, everyone. And it clearly takes damage from that. But I want damage. Yeah. John, your turn. Why I don't do radiant damage. I'm a druid. I cast spike growth. Okay. So it's right in front of you. I'm ten feet back, and you said right he in front pushed of it them. back. You he, said he pushed it back. But like, like, okay, and real back. I don't it mean didn't like, fall right, back. I don't mean ten feet back. That's like okay. I'm gonna have the edge of the circle. Be right where at where it, it is. Why <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> don't have a sword word. anymore, or scimitar? Uh, so. Whatever, I guess I'm fine. Okay. So I'm just gonna do nothing. So you want to try and you use this thing to get, cause spike growth and hold it in its place? No, it doesn't hold it in its place. It's got to make a wisdom saving throw against my spell DC to see if it recognizes the rough terrain, and it gets two D4 piercing damage for every five feet it travels. It gets ouchies. Yep. So we're gonna take a bunch of it's, Legos it's Lego and throw it all over the floor. Okay, well, what was your spell save, DC? 14. It beats it. Dang. <laughs> um, <laughs> I run 25 feet away. <laughs> you just bail out. Okay. Um, so as you do that, okay, so that's gonna complete your turn. Good job. Um, this, like, mystical creature um, is now, like, just crying out in frustration and pain and is looking dead at you, Seraph, because you're the only thing that it's acknowledged so far that's been able to damage it. So it's glaring straight at you right. and it goes to like grab you and try and bite you. Warning flare. Warning flare. <laughs> uh, let's see. Pocket sand. Pocket sand. Pocket sand. Jeez, you know we brought Dale Gribble to the show. Well, I'm not gonna let it bite me. Oh, it bites you. Uh, so wait, oh. Wooding Flare is what? A, a disadvantage. disadvantage. Disadvantage on the roll. Okay, it still hits you. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think you're making that up, but. I make, I make everything up. I'm the DM, that's literally my job. This is true, you can just change all the rolls if you wanted to. Yeah, you guys are now in space, and <laughs> you don't have any air, yeah, I'll and die. you're all dead. And you all choke to death. Right. Um, okay, Game so over, this thing no more show. grabs you, Seraph. Right. It's got you in both Sarah. of its front claws, and it picks you up and just bites straight into your stomach, like right through the armor. And Jeez. it's going to hit you for 18 damage. Eight, what? One, eight, 18. Jeez Louise. All right. So you have, it has you in its grasp. grasp. Heath, your turn, sir. Okay, I'm going to look at Seraph, and I'm going to say, Seraph, can you... Like cast some kind of light onto my crossbow bolt. That, that, that's not a thing I can. I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm pretty. You can't do it on your turn. No, I don't have like a, a reaction that I can do that. No. Hey, I just thought I'd ask. I'm and I say very nonchalant while I'm being eaten alive by a giant <laughs> bear thing too, because of how ridiculous that question was. <laughs> All right. Can it, does it have eyes? It does. It has two glowing red All right, eyes. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up my crossbow. 
uh, which I am now naming for the first time ever, David Bowie. Whoa! I'm going to shoot it in the eye. Okay. So just a like, regular old bolt? Yeah, I'm going to shoot it. I mean, what else am I going to do? No, I'm just asking. Um, I'm going to take it and I'm going to shoot it in its eye. Uh, it's plus three, so... Okay. Well, great. I rolled a five, so that's eight, because I can do math. You got an eight? I got an eight. Well, that's a miss. Good job. Your crossbow bolt, clearly you're not proficient with using this thing, and anyone who's ever watched our show, I think, knows you have literally never touched your crossbow. No, I've used it, I just always miss. Oh yeah, you took out the dragon wing with it. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure, yeah, good job. You hit one thing one time. One time. Anyway, this is as per usual, and it sails clean over this thing's head. <laughs> Even in between the horns on its head. You don't even hit those. Um, this is the worst day of my and life. And Seraph, it is now your turn. Um, am, I, am I bound? It's holding you in its grasp, yes. Can I Can I get like an arm free? An arm free? Uh, I, make I, a strength check. A what? Strength. Strength check? Yeah, I know. No! I rolled a 12. Uh, okay, you're able to get an arm free. I'm okay. So I'm able to get an arm free, and I'm going to use Radiance of the Dawn. Okay, tell I'm me. Going, I'm going to present the Eye of Helm yep. on my gauntlet towards the animal, okay. the creature thing, and use my uh, divinity powers. Okay. Um, it has to roll a save. Okay. DC 12. DC 12, what kind of save, do you know? Constitution. Constitution save, he says. Okay, it rolls an eight, it fails. Wow, wow. Okay, so this is two D10. Yep. Plus my cleric level, which oh is Oh boy. So six. Uh-huh. Five. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen total? Right? Yes. yes. All right, and as you present this like symbol to it, um, it, so it releases you instantly with its, uh, its other hand, mm -hmm. and you fall to its knees, or fall to your knees, and it just crumbles in front of you and like poofs. Similar to the smoke that dissipated around your lit mace. Oh. So this thing I think I is now officially we did dead. It? I think I know hey, what's happening here. Well, we Sarah, don't suck! We Sarah don't did the majority suck. of it. We don't suck! <laughs> the old lady voice comes up and echoes, you still do. Ah, <laughs> great. Uh, I think I think I know what's happening here. I think I know who you are. Okay, so she comes back and presents herself again to you and says, well done, and extends both of her hands forward towards Heath and John, and both of them fly backwards and like disappear what? out of the cloudy room. So now we're dead, great, great, okay, I'm dead. I, I like killing people and I haven't gotten to kill anyone yet. I um, wanna kill somebody. To be fair, you don't think that, you don't know anything and you don't think that they're dead. Um, she now looks to you, the only one left in the room, Seraph, and says, you knew it was me all along, didn't you? I had a feeling. And she goes, I brought you here for two reasons. Uh, first, to make sure your new companions were up to the task to aid you along for your cult, uh, main quest. You know I wouldn't have kept them along this far if I didn't think they were up to it. Um, really? And she, she goes, I've been watching and aiding, as I've said before, and I've had 
misconceptions about their, their true benefit as a, as a companion in both regard. Um, as she says this, she takes off this cloak and like a shining white light kind of avails that she's like this more angelic creature. And I, it seems like you possibly may be familiar with this thing. This is, this is my angelic guide, uh, Melandria. Oh yeah? Who's been just hounding me this entire playthrough. Well maybe, maybe you guys are cheating and technically don't know any of this knowledge, but at least maybe elaborate for like the crowd here. What, what is this? So the Asimars have an angelic guide that usually is sort of pushing them forward in whatever quest they're currently on. Uh, mine has been trying to get me to the Lost Mines of Thandilver, but I don't know why, but I just know that she's pushing me there, and she's very angry that I've been dilly-dallying and not pushing more towards this goal. Okay, and she says to you, you question the goals and path I set before you. All will, all will be revealed in time. Secondly, I want to set you back upon this correct path. It is imperative you both, you all strive forward towards your goal. Um, do you say anything to that? I say, we, we've had some setbacks, and I'm sure you, you've heard about what happened with uh, one of our companions, but it's all in due time. Okay. We're making our way there, and we're gonna take care of it. I'm still not sure exactly what, but I can feel it even stronger now that we're this far in the quest. Okay. And as you say that, she acknowledges that you truly do understand your purpose and goal and reaches forward and puts her hand upon your head. And the last thing she says to you is, "All will, uh, when the sun and moon collide, when the sun and moon collide, I'll, I'll act it out. When the sun and moon collide, you will know your true path and you will know that what your purpose is, is true to your heart. And as she says this to you, you two get pushed back and wake up. Whoa. And now you're back in the room with Heath. John, sorry, you're in the stables. Yeah. That's okay, I've got Chewy. Fair enough. So you guys wake up back in the inn now. Uh, hey man. Um, had a weird I'm, dream. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting prepared for the day. I'm, I'm blessing my water. I'm just. I'm not even paying attention. You're to what gonna he's like saying. completely I'm, I'm ignore him. him. Hey, 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 hey. I'm busy. Hey, I don't care. I had this weird dream, and, and I don't want to. I don't want to forget it. Like, like, um, uh, did you did you have a dream? Like, uh, there was a thing. I don't typically. And you dream. were there, and you were there. I'm not there though. She was there. Uh, well, you know where you may be able to remember the rest of your dream, Heath, is next time on PodQuesters. <laughs> Thank you very much, we Woo! are PodQuesters! Thank you.